Welcome to the Emerging Litigation Podcast, a co-production of HB Litigation and Critical Legal Content, custom content for law firms and litigation service providers, and the newly formed VLEX Fastcase, your world of legal intelligence, and our friends at Law Street Media. I'm your host, Tom Hagee, litigation content producer, an enthusiast, and an average bongo player. Contact me if you have an idea for an episode. In addition to often being polite, I'm always looking for new twists on the law, whether it's a new regulation, legislation, or an important new opinion. Or it could be a development in the world that will test existing law, or anything you're dying to share with other litigators, organizations, or individuals. And if you like what you hear, give us a rating. That always helps. And now, here's today's episode. Everyone knows we're a divided nation. You're either on one side or the other, and it's best not to bring it up at family gatherings, especially if we're talking about how Thanksgiving dinner was prepared. Is turkey moist or is it dry as dirt? Speaking of dirt, people are dug in. They are immovable objects. They're also immobile objects if we're talking about Thanksgiving. It's a hill they'll die on. Of course, I'm talking about cooking with natural gas versus using electric ranges. See what I did there? I made you think I was talking about one thing. and <sighs> Many chefs prefer gas because it's easier to control temperatures. Others say electric has an edge when it comes to things like baking. Amateur backyard barbecue chefs are split. Some prefer the neatness and ease of a gas Weber. That's not a plug. Others insist on various forms of charcoal, and you'll never hear people advocating electric grills, although they are handy. You know, if you have to cook on the fire escape of your apartment or something. Um, this is also something George Foreman advocates. Not the apartment thing, but the electric grill. We all know that. He's famous. The phrase, now we're cooking with gas, was not only part of an ad campaign to promote the use of natural gas, but became a common phrase for doing something the right way. Like, you know, I'm really good at this podcast, so now I'm really cooking with gas. Uh, it's a pretty uh, effective slogan. When you think about it, that's the kind of slogan you want. Almost as widely uh, known as breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Also an ad slogan and also not terribly true. The Los Angeles Times, it's a fine newspaper, recently wrote about the price of natural gas, how an increase that was being considered uh, would impact 25 million Californians. It's a lot of Californians. Also on the rise, an interest in research, like a Stanford study on gas stoves, reiterating the health and climate risks of a whole panoply of home gas-powered appliances, water heaters, furnaces, clothes dryers, and, and, of course, the gas stove. Natural gas, as you know, is a fossil fuel. A lot of people don't like that. Just like oil, that's refined into gasoline and is mostly methane. Uh, I think, well, no, gasoline's not. You followed me. I think we all know that's combustible. Methane gas, that is. That's kind of the point. It's a controlled combustion like controlled explosions in your car's engine, uh, not your electric car. I'm not going to digress and talk about how some of the greatest pleasures in life come from controlling decay or calamity, like wine and cheese, which, phrase it, those are just, that's controlled rot, isn't it? Or downhill skiing, which is just controlled falling. Or the United States Senate. And isn't that what fossil fuels are to begin with, the decomposition of organic matter? I think I read that, probably on Wikipedia. And I think I've made my point, which was 
obvious. You didn't need me for any of this. As I said, um, I wasn't going to digress, but, you know, I did bring myself back to the subject. The L.A. Times also cited stats from the Census Bureau that about 15% of natural gas the nation uses goes into our houses. Census Bureau's recent numbers are these, 61 million water heaters, 58 million furnaces, 20 million clothes dryers, and about 40 million home stoves. The U.S. Energy Information Administration reported that in 2020, 61% of U.S. households use natural gas for at least one energy end use. And again, space heating, water heating, cooking, where those are the most common. It's also used for clothes drying, of course, outdoor grilling, as I mentioned, and heating pools, and everyone's favorite, hot tubs. All told, the paper wrote, the greenhouse gases that these stoves can all expel amounts to as much as that expelled by half a million cars worth. That's a lot of cars worth. Went to a school with a guy named Carsworth. The EPA agrees the climate stakes are high. Residential and commercial emissions make up 13% of total U.S. emissions. That was in 2019. About 80% of those emissions came from the combustion of natural gas. The fuel that heats homes, powers restaurants, cooking stoves, and emits planet-warming gases like methane and carbon dioxide in the process. Opponents say gas stoves are a threat to human health and have a larger climate impact than, than uh, previously known, the study says. The city of Berkeley, California, had banned gas hookups for new buildings, citing these health and safety concerns. But the California Restaurant Association, the National Restaurant Association, and the American Gas Association sued to overturn the ban. They argued it was preempted by the Energy Policy and Conservation Act, which gives the federal government exclusive authority to regulate energy efficiency standards for appliances. The Ninth Circuit agreed with the plaintiffs, finding that Berkeley's ban was, quote, a direct regulation of energy efficiency standards for appliances. Now New York has implemented a natural gas ban starting in 2026. Other progressive cities and states are also trying to enact bans, while some states have or are proposing bans on such bans ahead of anyone trying to inflict gas bans on a cooking public. This largely, and please remain seated, divides along party lines, you know, because it's America. So how did the Ninth Circuit justify the reversal? Who's most impacted by this decision, and how will this precedent-setting case influence similar decisions in other states? Listen to my interview with Gary Toman, a partner at Weinberg, Wheeler, Hudgens, Gun, and Dial. As we discuss this seminal case and the impact of the court's ruling on consumers and businesses across the country, Gary Toman has extensive experience representing corporations, banks, and professionals in complex litigation and arbitration matters and business disputes. He has a substantial experience defending corporations in a wide variety of class actions. He received his JD from Harvard Law School. Now, here's my interview with Gary Toman. Hope you enjoy it. So, Gary Toman, thank you very much for talking with me about this today. Well, it sure is a pleasure to join you. So, the um, let's set the stage for our listeners. Talk about what led to the the Berkeley uh, natural gas ban. What what was what was behind it, and who who challenged it? I think that the uh, the, the city of Berkeley was responding to some. Uh, people in the, I would guess, call, call it the green movement, uh, that were uh, concerned that um, 
uh, not enough was being done uh, to advance the uh, restrictions on uh, on gas uh, use uh, in other contexts. Um, but uh, and so the idea would be, can you just do a complete ban uh, going forward on uh, the use of natural gas in new construction? So that is, I think, the impetus for the Berkeley uh, ban. Uh, and the California Restaurant Association, acting on behalf of its members, uh, had some concern because. Uh, cooking in particular uh, uh, uses natural gas um, in a way that other forms of energy uh, really quite aren't so effective. And so it, it uh, I believe, uh, created interest uh, uh, in the, the restaurant community. And so uh, we were hired to uh, investigate and uh, ultimately challenge the uh, ordinance. Well, so so back up. To what's what is wrong with natural gas? Yeah, the, allegedly, we can have a long discussion uh, about what uh, they contend on, on in the green movement and the city of Berkeley. I I think it really is the overall fossil fuel uh, uh, thing that it was uh, w- was really the impetus. I think now as you uh, get decisions like the Ninth Circuit in this case, and we'll, we'll discuss that specifically, I think that there is more uh, sophistication uh, in the arguments and they're trying to expand the arguments into uh, it, other other contexts, uh, internal pollution and uh, other fire safety, that kind of thing. But but the truth is, natural gas has been proven to be a very reliable source for, of energy for a number of household appliances, um, as well as commercial uses. And uh, my client are just one aspect of it. The ones uh, uh, in, use it in restaurants. Well, anybody I know who cooks prefers it. So let's talk about the Ninth Circuit. You mentioned that they reversed the district court ruling, uh, which the district court upheld the ban um, in in new buildings, and now the Ninth Circuit reversed. What was what was their reasoning? Sorry, the, the district court uh, did reject a number of of the procedural challenges, uh, but ultimately ruled that the, uh, and I think challenges to our filing lawsuit, I mean, oh, okay. standing, uh, ripeness, that kind of thing. The, uh, but the district court, uh, did not accept our arguments regarding preemption. Our theory was, uh, and which the ninth circuit did agree with is that, the ban was uh, preempted by something called the Energy Policy and Conservation Act. It's a federal statute that first was enacted in the 70s, but ultimately has been amended several times. And and uh, it, uh, it, it it's preemptive uh, section 
was modified uh, into what it is today, which we, on looking at this issue, thought uh, was a pretty simple and clear uh, uh, express preemption. Um, uh, and, and I can explain. But uh, so the, dis- the district court, though, said, well, all that is preempted is if you directly regulate uh, uh, covered appliances. The statute deals with energy use as well as energy conservation in uh, certain appliances. And, uh, and it, I think its goal was to uh, uh, provide for both uh, uh, a, a, a clear uh, rules for manufacturers to follow across the country. They do not want patchwork uh, regulation. And also there was a, uh, a view uh, that there needed to be increased efficiency uh, conservation. So there was a there was concern about use generally. Um, I think as well as as uniformity uh, across uh, the country. And so the the statute the, the, the operative statutory language that preempts uh, prohibits regulation um, concerning energy use by covered appliances. That's the magic language and, um, and it, it's, it's state or local regulation. Um, uh, and so that's what we contended was directly in play because they are in the statute say, or this ordinance saying you can't use it at all. And that's the most fundamental regulation of use you can make. Um, and, uh, so that's, that was our argument and the ninth circuit. The, the use of gas in particular in restaurants is, is so important because it gives you such greater control. And it also is absolutely necessary for certain kinds of ethnic foods. It just is a, a unique, uh, situation. And I, as a result, Personally, I insist on having a a gas uh, thing. I made a uh, a wonderful uh, sauce for a dessert for people that I invited over this weekend, and it was absolutely critical. You know, because my uh, creme anglaise was about to turn into scrambled egg, and I quickly turned it down, and voila! It, oh my God, that's safe. great. That's great, but, but it. With 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 a ga- a glass top electric, it would have been scrambled egg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I use a wok a lot, and I have to use electric. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I, I tell you, I, I I was staying with a friend for a little bit, um, and and I I had a wok, and it didn't even it it rolled around on the yeah. top of the. It didn't work. Yeah, it's not it's not right. Um, and uh, okay, so so moving on from there, so l- let's take a look broader at the at the nation. Have you seen similar action taken in other contexts? So, what is the impact of overturning this ban 
what might it have uh, in general for consumers and businesses? Well, it definitely has an effect uh, where other uh, other governmental entities are are trying to do this same sort of direct uh, regulation of of the availability of gas and and hence gas appliances. Uh, and there have been a number elsewhere in California, uh, state of Washington, uh, state of New York, uh, and some other places. Um, and, and I would tell you that, uh, it's direct regulation where you say it is not allowed to have gas in new construction is just going to run afoul of this in in our opinion and and certainly in the opinion of of the ninth circuit i think what you're going to see is efforts to uh add and uh, what i would say generally is going to be pretext but add other issues in an effort to take it away from the uh idea of a ban uh uh and and more to uh invoke traditional uh, uh, types of, uh, of uh, justifications for regulation. But, uh, but let me give you an example. Um, a, a, uh, this ruling does not stop in any way, shape, or form regulation of whether you can use a portable gas grill or gas heater indoors. That it, that is a safety issue. That is, I mean, and why, you see what I'm saying, it, where you can have an unvented uh, gas grill, uh, a, a, an exterior gas grill, or these, these portable heaters that throw off lots of carbon monoxide, those can be regulated. We're not talking about that. And the Ninth Circuit's ruling does not affect that. But if you read the uh, city of Berkeley, particularly they have filed a petition for rehearing in bank, and they and and the United States, quite frankly, has filed a, an amicus brief, and they uh, have taken position that this is uh, going to ban uh, all kinds of well-accepted uh, forms of regulation uh, and uh, like fire safety, health safety. And, and it doesn't do that. But I would say, though, if you use those ideas as a mere pretext, it, it will be effective. Um, so I, I, think, I think the Ninth Circuit decided the case in front of it. It did it correctly. Um, but other cases that approach the, these issues in a different way may be subject to a different analysis. I, I can't speculate. The Ninth Circuit's a big circuit, and uh, and it's just going to have impact on similar cases going forward. Uh, and you mentioned that, you know, what about cases involving bans of other other substances? Yeah, for example, in the, in the state of Washington, there was a a ban, and uh, an action was filed. And in light of the Ninth Circuit opinion, the, the state of Washington has put a moratorium, I understand, on on their uh, statute. Uh, for further study. Um, but so that is one, one direct effect inside the ninth circuit, but, um, it, 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 it definitely has the potential to have effect elsewhere. 
I think the analysis uh, is compelling, um, but it's only binding in the uh, states of the Ninth Circuit. So New York has implemented natural Baskin. It's a Baskin, uh, Gary. New York has implemented its natural gas ban, which was supposed to start in 2026. Um, you think this will have any influence? I guess that's you know, that's up to up to court to court, right? I I think I think that uh, the New York statute was drafted to deal a little bit with what we had had done. They I think there's an exception for restaurants, so that is that is interesting. Um, but uh, I think there's a broader point here, and and I believe that the uh, statute, uh, uh, the federal statute, does preempt what New York did, despite the fact that they tried to do some exceptions to uh, uh, to, to ameliorate the issue uh, from a litigation standpoint, perhaps. But um, I think it, the, the net effect uh, is is the same. I mean, if it stops me from having my gas range if i build a new house um that's a problem uh and that's that's really the core of what this statute goes to is is the is manufacturers and consumers of uh of, of covered products um uh it's saying no you cannot uh direct you can't directly regulate that and and then further, I think the Ninth Circuit makes a clear point that you can't do indirectly, that is banning the source of it. So you can't use it at all. Uh, that is that is prohibited as well. You can't do by indirection what you can't do directly. One is that you've mentioned it a couple of times where you've said New York tried to take or they tried to work around or uh, take out the problem that the Ninth Circuit had kind of. Well, I mean, and then we, we were asking what what is a complete reversal of the ban? Is that the only answer? I guess what I'm trying to ask you get to is, is that what is the middle ground for uh, for this uh, other than an outright ban? Well, yeah, that that that's a really a legislative uh, issue uh, at first. I mean, obviously, then there's the question of of how the judicial uh, review of it would be. But um, is there regulation um, uh, that that would that would work? That's that's an interesting question. We frankly have not looked at that directly. Um, uh, and so I don't really have a, a, a an opinion at at this stage, um, but uh, uh, I I do think that there are uh, uh, you know you, well there I guess there's the question is what exactly is your goal is your goal to reduce uh, the amount of uh, natural gas used to transition toward uh, m- greater use of electricity. Um, yeah, well, I think that that you could work with uh, manufacturers to see what what more uh, uh, efficient uses can be, and you might. And there may be some forms of local, uh, how you want to say, lobbying or whatever that that would be good. When you start getting into mandating things, 
you cannot mandate that a uh, that in California a gas appliance going forward has to use half as much gas. That is direct. That is clearly, I think even the city of Berkeley would agree you can't do that. So that doesn't work. But I think there are ways of encouraging, and perhaps not by local legislation, but by other other aspects where you would encourage the development of effective forms of whatever it is, cooking or or heating or drying that are appealing to the consumer uh, but use less. Obviously, someday we may have effective fusion reactions. And in that case, we can all get on the bandwagon of zero emissions and all that, and we will have all the energy we need. And I know I heard on the radio this week that there were significant developments in creating a net uh, positive uh, energy production in in an experimental fusion uh, situation, which which leads some experts to say that within 50 years, we actually may be able to have a commercially viable fusion deal if that if that survives you know regulation but i mean that that's the answer to me uh let's there are ways of getting away from fossil fuels possibly that would be effective and cost wise as well as production wise but uh we're not there now i'm thinking of just installing a giant magnifying glass and and cooking with the sun you know what i mean there Um, you go there you go (laughs) It has to be a really good magnifying glass and I could turn the heat down so I don't have scrambled eggs. (laughs) That's right. All right. I'll work on that adjustment for you. Uh, Well, Gary Toman, thank you very much for speaking with me about this today. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. That concludes this episode of the Emerging Litigation Podcast, a co-production of HB Litigation, Critical Legal Content, VLEX Fastcase, and our friends at Lost Media. I'm Tom Hagee, your host, which would explain why I'm talking. Please feel free to reach out to me if you have ideas for a future episode. And don't hesitate to share this with clients, colleagues, friends, animals you may have left at home, teenagers you've irresponsibly left unsupervised, and certain classifications of fruits and vegetables. And if you feel so moved, please give us a rating. Those always help. Thank you for listening.